are Locked On Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to a Thursday edition of the Locked On Sun Devils podcast, where you get all of your Sun Devils football and basketball content. Today we're going to be covering uh, the defense as a whole, uh, how we can improve the overall passing game, and what can potentially hold this Sun Devils team back in 2021. Uh, we are coming off a week one win. Uh, we still quite a bit of the season left to play. Uh, every week is going to be a little bit different than the last. Um, so let's break down uh, what ASU needs to do uh, in order to improve as a whole. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even 100% for car parts from a chain store or car dealership, when you can go to rockauto.com and get the same parts for a fraction of the price. Go to rockauto.com and the How'd You Hear About Us box, tell them that Locked On sent you and find reliably low prices for everything you're looking for. Welcome back to the Locked On Sun Devils podcast, your number one source for all the best Arizona State Sun Devils content covering football, baseball, and a little bit of everything in between. I'm one of your hosts, Richie Bradshaw, joined always by my great friend, Connor Drios. You can find us on Twitter, at RichieBrads3sex, and for Connor, C. Drios. It's uh, at C. Drios, actually. At C. Drios. The at is very important. The at is very important. If you talk to me on Twitter and you don't at me, I'm never going to see it, right? Yeah, don't be shy. Don't subtweet us. Tell us how terrible our opinions are. Make sure you follow the Locked On Sun Devils page as well, at L-O underscore Sun Devils. Today, we've got plenty to talk about for the football team as the Sun Devils get prepared to take on UNLV this Saturday in Tempe. We have a lot to discuss moving forward for the future of this football team, but before we get into that, we got to take a look at this defense. Dude, that defense was as advertised. We touched a little bit on it in the Wednesday episode of our podcast, uh, but everything you heard about this Arizona State Sun Devils defense, I, I mean, it's legit. I, I understand we're talking about a game against Southern Utah, but what didn't you see in that game? Except for the two sacks that we had, right? But at the end of the day, just about every group came to play. You had a lot of pressure on the quarterback, whether you see those numbers or not. You had several turnovers alone by some of your linebackers, uh, as well as that secondary uh, that's just going to be nasty for the rest of the Pac-12 to play against. Well, and as me and you have talked about before off the podcast, and as something that we will reference moving forward on the podcast, things like sacks and interceptions are more opportunity than they are indicative of one skill. So yes, ASU only recorded two sacks, but they were in the face of the quarterback all night long, forced him into some bad decisions, three interceptions. There was a couple fumbles as well, but guys like Darian Butler absolutely came to play. The cornerbacks played well too. The defensive line was able to move the offensive line around that defense looked great but I'm going to give you a number and I just want you to stew on that number for a minute are you ready hit me 38 now ask me why 38 is important Richie why is 38 important Connor let me tell you why 38 is important 38 is the number of turnovers that Arizona State has forced since 2019 even more impressive. Do you know how many games the Sun Devils have played since 2019? Since 2019, I know they so they played one this year. They played four last year. Uh, I'm going to say it's in the ballpark of like 18 to 20. 
So if we're looking specifically at this stat from Jeremy Hawks, who is the assistant media relations director for the Sun Devils, football and baseball, ASU has only played 13 games since October 2019, and in those games they have forced 38 turnovers. 38 turnovers in 13 games? 38 in 13 games. So that's almost three turnovers a game, which I can see by the look on your face is absolutely dumbfounding, and it should be because... Those are historical kind of numbers, especially for a defense where not very many people are telling you that there's a lot of NFL talent on this defense. Maybe that will change this year once we start to take a look at guys like Darian Butler a little more closely. But that should speak absolute volumes about how great the coaching staff has been and how everyone is buying into the culture there. So looking at that tweet from Jeremy, yes, they played in only 13 games, but the company that they're they're going up against... Um, are teams that have played the likes of like 23, 20, 22 games, 21 games, um, all within that same realm. Uh, I feel like as a Sun Devil fan, when you start to, I mean, even in general, when you start to just see eye-popping numbers over and over, so when you start to see a box score that um, you, you just see all these turnovers or interceptions, uh, it, it kind of just becomes the norm, right? Uh, I want to say we had two interceptions in the first quarter alone, or at least two turnovers. And I found myself every single time Southern Utah was entering our side of the field, I just kept looking at their defense like, okay, can't wait to make another play because I know that that turnover is going to come. Uh, And we saw that in full effect throughout the entire game. That was a very timely game by that defense. I will say, uh, if they didn't force some of those turnovers, the score could have looked a little bit different. And instead of being the 23rd ranked overall team, it could have been a little bit of a different story heading into this week. Yeah, so real quick, humble rag, Arizona State being the 23rd best team in the nation is absolutely amazing, and hopefully they just continue to climb up the board. But focusing back on the topic at hand, I think what was totally crazy to me watching this Sun Devils defense was the fact that even when Southern Utah was moving the ball, even when they did have those splash plays, and even though we gave up, what was it, 14 points, it still felt like that defense was just stifling everything that Southern Utah was trying to do. And at no point in time, no matter how they were moving the ball, did I sit there and I was like, man, this defense just rolled over on its back. We can rewind to like five or six years ago when Todd Graham was still the head coach here, and you just see guys whiffing on open field tackles, getting beat deep in coverage, and missing tons of opportunities for big plays. And this defense is not that same unit. These guys are tough. These guys don't miss tackles. They're tone setters. And now look at this. They're making turnovers. You can't ask for much more of your defense than what Arizona State is giving you right now. And it should have the rest of the Pac-12 shaken. Absolutely. Uh, I will say the defense as a whole, while you don't see too many eye-popping numbers in terms of negatives against them, I will say it was a good performance, but not a flawless performance. Uh, We gave up about 80-ish yards on the ground throughout the entire game, which is phenomenal. And we'll touch a little bit more on this as we get into the UNLV preview. Uh, But I know they have a running back who absolutely went off week one. Went off. And if I would say there's going to be one weakness in this uh, Arizona State defense, it may be that run game. And while it's not going to be conference play, per se, uh, in week two, it will be a good test, I think, for how the defensive line is going to hold up after sustaining an injury uh, to Jeremiah uh, Lole. I mean, Jermaine Lole. Wow, that was bad. 
it, it's late here, uh, but it, that's okay. This podcast is getting posted early in the morning. Uh, either way, uh, if this defensive line is going to continue to be a weakness, or at least uh, what I think could be throughout the season, uh, we'll, we'll see how that progresses as we start to get into some of the uh, early games this year. Uh, so with that being said, uh, stick around for our next seg- segment. We're going to talk about how we can improve the Arizona State Sun Devils passing game. You're listening to the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. Do you have car parts that need replacing, but have absolutely no idea where to go to fix them? I sure know I do. I got to get myself a new cooling system for my AC, and I'll tell you what, I'm not looking forward to spending a ton of money out of my pocket to replace it. An AC system in Arizona as well, that's absolutely going to be needed to fix right away. Uh, but why don't you head over to rockauto.com? Uh, they're going to save you time and money when using Rock Auto. Uh, Rock Auto is a family-owned business serving uh, to do-it-yourselfers just like you for over 20 years. Uh, their prices are reliably low for every single customer, and they have everything you could need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even a new carpet. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for you, uh, for your car or truck, right locked on in, the, in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Uh, they have an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. And we're back. Welcome back to the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. Uh, now we're going to get into how we think the Sun Devils offense can improve their passing game. Uh, really, since Jaden Daniels has been quarterbacking this team, I wouldn't say that the passing game has been bad. Um, it, it certainly hasn't been the strength of this team over the last few games. Uh, and as far as Jaden Daniels' talent, I, I mean, he came into the Sun Devils team being a dual threat quarterback, right? And we've seen that damage being done with his legs so far. Uh, but what can we do in, in order to improve the passing game? Yeah, and it's definitely not for a lack of trying. We've seen Jaden was able to get the most out of Brandon Ayuk as a freshman. Ayuk had his best year as a Sun Devil. He had just about 1,200 yards. I want to say he was north of 18 yards a catch, too. So we know that Jaden Daniels is capable of leading a high-flying passing attack that is more than potent enough to keep the Sun Devils a very balanced offense. The problem is... It feels like at times, I've, I've gone on record of saying this many a times, and I will continue to do so, it feels like this passing offense is just a little too passive for my taste. I would like to see Daniels taking more shots. I want to see the offense as a whole start opening up the field past 10 yards. I, I want to see the deep balls. I want to see the long balls. I want to see the Hail Mary prayers that get tossed up to these absolute Goliath six foot three six foot four six foot five receivers so piggybacking off of uh, what you were just talking about so I have a stat here from sundevils.com and it says that uh, Jane Daniels has committed just five turnovers on 657 plays in his career that is the fewest among FBS quarterbacks since 2019 uh, that is only 0.8 percent of his plays now, do you attribute that uh, attribute that to more uh, just lack of passing volume, or that they're just not maybe throwing the ball uh, downfield as much as you would like to see? Like I said, I feel like that has a lot to do with the offense just being a little too. Uh, I, I can't think of a word besides passive. I wish I was a little more creative. Imagine if I was a writer and I could come up with synonyms for the word passive but I've been out of school too long I don't remember what a synonym is yeah could could not be me but this offense definitely feels lackluster when it comes to opening up the deep ball so when you ask me how I feel about the turnovers obviously you love it because 
when when Jaden is turning the ball over, would we say five times? Only five times. Five times. I mean, that you preach ball security. That that is the the trophy the trophy boy of exactly what you want to see. But my problem is, I know from watching ASU that we aren't being overly aggressive, and to a certain extent, that's fine. But when it comes to playing the Oregon's and the USC's of the Pac-12, or even you get out of conference play, and let let's say you make an absolutely insane run and find yourself in the playoff, do you think Alabama is going to be scared of this dink and dunk underneath passing attack? No, you would get absolutely demolished by Alabama. You would regardless, but the point is, if you wanted to make a statement, you would need to to unbind this passing game a little bit. So I would tell you I think that these turnovers are more a product of not being risk-takers than it is efficiency, personally. I'm going to be honest. I'm not even sure Alabama knows who we are. I I know we don't want Bama. That's what I do know. (laughs) In terms of their overall outcomes for this year, uh, playoffs would be absolutely phenomenal. Um, But that's neither here nor there. So we, we talked about... I think the number was 657 pass attempts in which Jaden Daniels has only committed five turnovers. While it's all well and good, you stated that as Sunnable fans, we know that they're not necessarily very aggressive down the field. And of those 657 plays, it's fair to wonder how many of those were handoffs to the running backs, as this has been a very um, run-heavy team. But I think even in week two, uh, it's going to be fair to wonder what's the game trip going to be like, right? Do we expect to be down to a UNLV. Because if that's the case, I still don't see that many more pass attempts for Jaden Daniels, uh, even though Ricky Pearsall uh, was quoted this week in practice saying that he expects him to throw the ball a little bit more. And and while that's great, I I certainly hope so. I believe last week there was only 16 total pass attempts, one of them being Ricky himself. Uh, If they're not going to be in a situation where they need to throw the ball downfield, I feel like we're going to be coming away from this game still like wanting a little bit more from Jaden. And whether that's his fault or not, um, until we actually see that being produced on the field, him taking some of those deep shots instead of maybe picking up the six, seven yards with his legs, not that that's always a bad thing. But until we actually see the explosiveness down the field and people are actually going to have to respect the passing game of the Sun Devils, we're always going to be left wondering what else can we do. Yeah, and game script is very important to remember. And obviously, as all of us should know, Arizona State is a very run-heavy football team. So that's always going to be their bread and butter. That's going to be their their go-to on first down, uh, second, third, fourth down, whatever the distance is. Arizona State, more often than not, is going to feel comfortable running it. And when you get guys like Chip Traynham and Rashad White, you should be comfortable running it. When you have a quarterback that can maneuver around the pocket and take off and get yards on his own like Jaden Daniels can, you should be comfortable running the football. I guess my, my biggest... Uh, gripe, I guess you could, you could call it that. My biggest gripe would be wanting to see the big play, especially with how good the run game is. You should have no problem setting up the deep ball, and that's just what I want to see more of. There's always that old mantra of establishing the run, right? And depending on who you talk to, that could be something that you always have to do, or something, that, especially in college, in the college game where you don't have to do it at all. Hey, you're talking to a Ravens fan. I know what it means to establish a run. First, second, and third down. But that being said, 
we've been waiting since 2019 for them to establish the pass, right? Uh, so I, I feel like it can be done, and it's going to have to be done if they want to play with some of the big dogs later on this season. Uh, so with that being said, I, I do have a question for you. And I have an answer for you. What other receivers have stood out to you so far? We, we've talked a little bit about Ricky Pearsall already, and I think that's going to be a name that's going to keep coming up week in and week out, hopefully as Jaden Daniels' go-to guy. But if it's not going to be him, who else do you have in mind? Well, you've heard me talk about him plenty of times before, both on the previous episode of Locked On Sun Devils, and if you've caught me on Locked On Pac-12 with Cindy Robinson. If you're not listening, go ahead and listen to her. She talks every single day of every single week about everything Pac-12 related. She goes to the Utah Utes, to the USC Trojans, to the UCLA Bruins, and everywhere else in between. Obviously, I only highlighted the South because the South is the only one that matters. But the point is, if you're not listening to Locked On Pac-12, but you are listening to the Locked On Sun Devils, you're doing yourself a disservice. Make sure that you pay attention to everything that's going on in this division. But, you know, shameless Locked On plug. You asked me who I'm interested in. I am interested in Andre Johnson. The I think Texans wide receiver? The, t- the famous Texans wide receiver who has gone back about 20 years in youth, and this time, instead of going to Miami, he decided to go to Arizona State. Good choice. Good he choice. values oceanfront property. So, the, uh, Andre Johnson, Arizona State, no relation to the future Hall of Fame NFL receiver, has shown me some awesome upside to be a go-up-and-get-it receiver. We've seen guys like Jalen Strong and Nikhil Harry dominate down the sidelines on those back-shoulder fades that they have become increasingly famous for, especially as they've grown more and more into ASU's lore. We look back at those guys in awe about what they were able to do. That's what Andre Johnson has shown me the ability to do. He only had one catch in 2019, or 2020, excuse me, 35 yards down the sideline. This year, he had a 31-yard catch down the sideline. Back shoulder fade. Looked beautiful. I think that Andre Johnson can continue to develop into a deep shot kind of guy. I'm not saying Andre needs to be a 1,000-yard receiver or he needs to be a 20-yard per catch guy, but if there's a guy that I'm looking to stretch the field with, it's going to be him. I'm very interested to see what he can do. And then, obviously, our tight end, Hodges, uh, Curtis Hodges. I am interested to see if they can continue to get him involved in the passing game as well. Listen, we've been we've been attacking uh, at least one specific body part of Jaden Daniels, not so much his legs, but at least his arm. Uh, I, I'm all aboard the train with you. I, I'm very excited for Andre Johnson to see how um, him and Jaden can go uh, can grow with their chemistry throughout the season. Uh, I, I think the worst part about that 31 yard catch was that was so early on in the game that it was just like, wow, what's he going to finish with this game? wasn't It wasn't the best like on pace stat, but. Uh, hopefully there's going to be more to come from Andre Johnson this season. Well, and I know that when me and you were watching the game together in your living room, the moment he caught that ball, I was jumping up and down like, there he is, that's the guy, that's Andre Johnson, that's the guy I've been talking about all offseason. And I was so excited. And then, nothing, the rest of the game. He had he had one more six-yard catch, and that did it for him. And those are just our general thoughts in terms of improving the passing game. But stick around. Uh, our next segment is going to be about what potential obstacles are going to be in Arizona State's way uh, for the remainder of the 2021 season. You're listening to the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. I'm going to talk about something that is a little uncomfortable. Uh, There's really just a few topics in life that maybe you don't want to talk about with anyone ever, and one of them is going to be about excessive sweating. Uh, 
that may impact you, it may impact somebody you know, but it's definitely one of the two. It, it can be a little bit embarrassing, right? Uh, so for some of you, you may not know uh, that I have personally dealt with this. Uh, when I speak in public, it happens just about every time. And I can't help but sweat through my shirt. Now listen, I know this isn't a, a life and death scenario, uh, and there are much worse problems in the world. But let's be honest, in the moment, it feels like a big deal because of how it's impacting you. Nobody likes uh, to pit out during an important speech, interview, or a first date, God forbid. I'd much rather not worry about it, and that's why I use Sweatblock antiperspirant wipes. Sweatblock is stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You simply apply it at night before bedtime, you go to bed, and the next morning you wake up, wash, and go about your day without worrying about sweat. Guaranteed. I know this will all sound too good to be true, but what do you have to lose? Uh, there's literally only one thing to do. It's just try a sweat block once or twice a week, and it keeps me dry the entire time. No more pitting out, no more picking my shirts based on which one will hide the sweat better. It is that time of year again. All eyes are turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. We're looking at NFL kickoff tomorrow night, and we're looking at plenty of NCAA matchups throughout the weekend. Arizona State opens up as minus 33 and a half point favorites over UNLV. And where am I going to bet on that? Then betonline.com. I can tell you guys personally, I've been using BetOnline for a couple of years now, and I absolutely love it to pieces. It's your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest open now at betonline.com. Head to the website, use your mobile device to sign up today, and receive a 100% welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on Thursday, September 9th opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. If you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using the promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Guys, seriously, I cannot recommend it enough. You're looking for someone who's not just reading an ad. I can tell you as somebody who uses Bet Online, I would absolutely recommend them to you guys as well. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Remember to use the promo code Locked On. Welcome back to the Locked On Sun Devils Podcast. Uh, for our third and final segment for today, we're going to be discussing. Uh, any potential roadblocks for the Sun Devils in this 2021 season. Uh, while they got away with a, I, I shouldn't even say got away, they won week one and hopefully are looking to win the next couple games as well. Uh, but they do have a, a somewhat daunting schedule, uh, mostly in terms of some of the ranked opponents that they have coming up. I, I think when you look at the Pac-12 as a whole, um, sometimes it's not the most respected division in football, which is what it is, or at least the whole conference as well. Uh, but the South, South had a very good weekend. Uh, everyone won except for U of A, Woo! which is always a, a celebration in our households. Uh, but that being said, going back to some of the ranked opponents that we have uh, throughout the remainder of the season, uh, if you don't win against those teams in your own division, I'm not sure how the Sun Devils are going to come out on top. No, and that, that, excuse me, that therein lies the biggest problem for the Sun Devils moving forward is making sure that they can keep pace with themselves. The Pac-12 South particularly is incredibly strong. Utah, UCLA, and USC are all ranked, and not just only are they ranked, they're ranked ahead of the Sun Devils. 
Yeah, Colorado won, but no one's expecting a lot out of Colorado this year. With no offense to the Buffaloes, they could surprise, but they're not contending. U of A is a complete afterthought. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a Sun Devil. They truly are. But you look at Utah, UCLA, and USC. Those are heavyweight fighters right now. UCLA has completely surprised everyone. They took down LSU, and they did it pretty convincingly. Like They, they definitely are a team to watch out for right now. USC probably came into this year as the favorites for the Pac-12 title entirely, let alone the South. And Utah has been a tough out for how many years? Like forever now? At least in recent memory. It just does not feel like a gimme game in any sense. Yeah, the last, at least the last 10 years, Utah has just been an absolutely tough out, whether they're home or away. So the biggest thing for ASU is going to be making sure that you stay on top of your competition. You cannot go into these games thinking that you're confident. You look at that defense, that defense is humble. That You don't have a lot of names out there that are trash-talking every single week and getting themselves onto ESPN. You don't have those Kellen Winslow Jr. moments where they're talking about how we're a bore and this is more than just practice. All that good stuff. No, these guys keep to themselves, and that's the way you want to see it continue to be. You don't want to see ASU start hyping themselves up. They need to make sure that they keep a level head because the competition in the South is legit. And listen, if we continue to just look down their schedule, I mean, we can make predictions all we want, and we can talk about some of the matchups that are going to be tough for the Sun Devils, but matchups to exploit, and that's all well and good. But sports, especially football, that is a week-to-week thing, right? Whatever we're thinking about uh, over our next couple games, uh, depending on who plays well, who doesn't, or maybe who's even healthy and available, that changes the game entirely. So for the Sun Devils, who have remained uh, relatively healthy so far, I think as they can just look to continue to build off of each of their games, uh, especially the first two before entering their conference play to start the season, if they can just take whatever they have done well so far and improve maybe some of the things that they need to clean up, such as like the penalties from week one, I think they're going to be in a good situation. Uh, I have learned to trust Herm Edwards at the helm uh, over the last couple seasons, which is why I think ASU has just garnered so much hype going into this year. Yeah, and let's talk about one more thing that could be an obstacle. And it's something that you mentioned earlier, game script. What happens when the Sun Devils get down on the scoreboard and suddenly they start to panic and they get away from their strengths? They're not running the football anymore. They're trying to stretch it out deep. Now, don't get me wrong. Well, that's what I want to see. And they tell you, be careful what you wish for. I want it to where it's set up the right way. If ASU is being forced to throw the ball deep because they're down 14 points in the third quarter, that's not ideal. That's not the strength of this team. So making sure that you stick to your strengths is going to be the biggest key for ASU moving forward. And again, like I said, I do want to see those shots. I do want to see the offense open up more. But I want it within reason to where the offense is still manageable and it's still effective. You can't just run away from your identity, no pun intended. And it's going to happen. With some daunting games left in the schedule, you're going to see uh, them have to air it out here and there. It's not going to be uh, all positive game script for the Sun Devils, and they're just all playing within their strengths. It just doesn't happen that way. Uh, So we'll we'll see as the season goes, uh, they start to have to pass the ball a little bit. Hopefully they can have an identity in more than just the run game, uh, but that remains to be seen. Thank you so much for joining the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. Uh, Come back tomorrow for more brand new exciting content uh, for all things Sun Devil football.
Betting on football doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts.